Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Aaron and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and more. We'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. In recent years, men are becoming more active in their role as fathers, reflecting a shift in perceived gender roles from the earlier generations. But it is also increasingly common knowledge that many fathers struggle during this parenthood transition, not just because of the steep learning curve or sleeplessness, but also because it is an immensely emotional experience, figuring out their new role as dads. Joining me for today's podcast is Ian Tan to walk us through his journey into fatherhood. Welcome to the Paranet Podcast, Ian, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Let's start by introducing yourself to our listeners for us to get to know you and your family. Sure. Thanks, Aaron, for the warm welcome and for inviting me to this episode. Uh, my name is Ian, and I currently work at a non-profit organization known as Our Daily Bread Ministries. And at Our Daily Bread, I head up the area of growth and innovation for the work. Uh, I'm married to my wife, Jasmine, and together we have two wonderful boys. Uh, my eldest son, Josiah, uh, he's turning five this year. And my youngest son, Isaiah, is going to be three. So to start us off, take us back to the early days when you first became a father. Did parenthood begin the way you thought it would? And how did that turn out for you? Well, for me, my fatherhood journey started right about the time when my wife and I first found out that we were pregnant with my firstborn. I remember that moment to be one that was filled with surprise. Uh, at the same time, also much joy and excitement. Uh, in the days that followed, um, knowing that we were pregnant, uh, I started visualizing what it would be like to be a family of three. Uh, and I was also very curious uh, in imagining how my child would look like. Yeah, so I had a friend who um, used an app and then he yeah, took a photo of me and my wife and then he kind of digitally engineered uh, how your offspring might look like. So it was quite funny. And because at the time we did not know yet uh, whether we would be expecting a boy or a girl, uh, there was a lot of excitement trying to guess how life would be like with a son or a daughter. Uh, so I would say that the early days of becoming a dad uh, was filled with much uncertainty, uh, but also a great sense of excitement. So did your son look like you in the end? Uh, I, I hope not. I hope he took after his mother a little bit more. Do you feel any pressure being a first-time dad? And did that change for you when you had your second son? I'm the eldest of three brothers in my family. And my wife has an older brother, so she's the youngest in the family. Uh, but we were the first in the family to have children. So I guess the pressure was more of we needed to, in a way, figure some of these things out on our own. We didn't really have siblings that we could reference from. There was no pressure to perform, but I think the desire to, to want to do this well and do this right. Uh, yeah, so I, I wouldn't say it was pressure, maybe more of like not having uh, immediate family references that we could say, hey, these are things we could learn or these are things we could do. Were there any expectations of yourself of like what a father needed to do? Um, how was reality like for you? So looking back, um, the need to step up as a father started to manifest itself really during the nine months of pregnancy before we even welcomed Josiah, my eldest, into the world then. The awareness of being a father at that time, the moment we found out we were pregnant, was very clear for me. And I think that caused me to feel very strongly that I needed to play a part, um, firstly, to be of a good support to my wife. 
and as well as to ensure that the baby was given uh, what he needed to grow well and to develop well. Uh, and being a first-time dad, then uh, I felt that there was a lot that I needed to learn, a lot I needed to find out ahead of time so that I can better prepare myself for the arrival of the baby. I recall my wife and I, we spent a lot of time reading material off the internet. I think many do. We just Google everything these days. Uh, we spent time talking with friends as well, and those friends had a head start on the parenting journey. Uh, so it was just good to hear from them uh, on their experiences, as well as how their children were like, and that helped us to prepare ourselves a bit better. And thinking about expectations for myself, I think a large part had to do with personality as well. Uh, for me, I'm someone who feels the need to be well prepared and on top of situations. So one of the first few lessons about fatherhood that I had to grapple with um, was really the realization that there'll be many things about this journey that's not going to be within my ability to control. These days, I share candidly with friends because they ask me, hey, how was it like, you know, when your wife was expecting and all that. And whenever that question surfaces, I said, the nine months pregnancy for both my sons were one of the most unnerving seasons of my experience as a young father, simply because I had to come to terms with acknowledging that I didn't have control over anything that was happening inside the womb. The growth and the development of my child was not something uh, that I could plan for. Uh, you can read all you want about what's happening on the inside, but the truth of the matter is that you can only hope that everything is going according to plan. And that made every gynae trip a very unnerving one for me. And I recall that there were some gynae visits that were not planned for, because for both pregnancies, uh, my wife did experience some unexpected bouts of bleeding. Yeah, so I remember those moments when we had to rush to the gynae and, and it was seasons of the pregnancy where we were like, anything could happen. And we had to prepare ourselves and we talked it through, even on the way sometimes. Like say, hey, what if we hear news that we don't want to hear? Uh, and, and we really do not know how the baby is doing. So there's that sense of helplessness. Uh, but when I look back at that two seasons of um, my life, I begin to see how, though it was really trying, it was also very necessary moments that prepared me for challenges that fatherhood will bring in the years to come. Thanks for sharing that. You know, I think that probably resonates with most fathers or even mothers with about that lack of control that you may have, even as your child grows up. Are there any perhaps concerns that we have now? Your sons are getting older. Um, are there any concerns that we have with raising them or do you have any worries or apprehension for them at this moment? Yeah, definitely uh, a, a lot of worries. Uh, one of the things that have been, I've been mulling over lately is coming to terms with the fact that I have to recognize and accept that the world that my sons are going to grow up in is a very different world from the one that I grew up in. So experience might not even count sometimes. Recently, been thinking of back when I was a kid, I remember the advice given to me by the elders was always things like, make sure you study hard, make good decisions, find yourself in good company so that you don't grow up and then you, you waste your life, right? That's, I think, something that we are familiar with. But these days, when you look at, uh, especially because of the opening of the digital world, something I was thinking about was OnlyFans is a very big thing these days. And uh, we read about it on the news. And me and my friends were joking, say, hey, what if one day uh, our children come back home and say, hey, you know, Papa, uh, I'm an OnlyFans creator. I, I don't sleep around. You know, I don't sell myself. I don't kill anyone. I don't do anything wrong. I earn my keep. I can support you. I can improve your quality of life. Now, how are you going to deal with that? So then, this is where I think I'm starting to be a bit more aware that, hey, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty that lies ahead. And I won't even say I'm prepared for it. But I'm intentionally now thinking, can I help my sons make sense of the world that they're living in? And I think this will be an evolving process. It's not going to be something that is charted out way in advance and we have clarity for ahead of time.
Can you share with us if there are moments where courage or even bravery were required in this journey that you have experienced with your son so far? You know, being a father to two young boys is exciting, uh, but it can also be very heart-stopping at times. So uh, when Josiah was two years old, he had already by then learned to identify his colours very well and accurately. So one day he went to the playground and he sustained a really bad fall that caused him to hit the front of his forehead. What followed after that was a month of him seeing everything in the colour pink. I mean, now thinking about it, it's funny, but when I was going through it, it was quite um, really a very, very a worrying season. So suddenly traffic lights, for example, all colours were pink. So anything that he used to be able to identify the colours accurately, he would say, oh, it's pink in colour. Mm. So when we went to the doctors, they helped us understand that what happened was he suffered a concussion and um, that required his brain matter to, to take time to heal. And that was one of the longest months for my family. My wife and I were deeply concerned, and so were Josiah's grandparents, uh, about whether he would eventually regain his ability to identify colours. And I remember needing to be calm, collected and stable, uh, not just for Josiah's sake, but also for my wife's sake. And even though on the inside I was very worried, very burdened, and every day passed by without any signs of improvement, I needed to attempt to hold everything together for the sake of the family. Even though on the inside I was genuinely fearful, uh, I felt I needed to be the brave one at home. So that's something I think about when I think about bravery and courage. Uh, but it's also, I think the earlier stages, I remembered the experiences from learning to cope with having little to no control over Josiah's development. Uh, that helped me to remain calm. Uh, I'm a Christian. Uh, I do believe in a God whom I know loves and cares for Josiah and my family more than I ever could. So I needed to be courageous enough to trust that things will work out for the good. And eventually it did. Uh, Josiah regained his ability to identify colours after a month of recovery. So you mentioned about having that ability or even that calmness to take a step back and to don't rush into solving the problems all the time. I think as men, we try to fix things you yes. know, and try to be in control, yes. uh, be on top of things. But sometimes there are things that are beyond our control and... We just need to have that confidence in that sense to know that, yeah, some things are out of my hands and mm. I just be very patient for that to happen. You are an active and involved dad with your sons. Were there any role models in your life or inspiration for that? Thanks for asking the question. When I think of a role model, I think of my parents. Much of my parenting style and approach is influenced by my relationship that I have with my own dad and mom. Uh, I'm very thankful actually that uh, the both of them are still around today to enjoy and to be loved by their grandchildren. So they have four grandchildren now. Uh, I've uh, supplied two, <laughs> two boys, uh, and my second brother has two daughters, so a very equal mix of gender. Uh, growing up, my dad is someone who modeled uh, what it meant to be intentional about spending time with his three sons. And he has always availed himself at pivotal moments of my life uh, to offer sound and reliable advice. Uh, so he's someone I would definitely think of uh, as a role model and someone I would definitely think of to go to for advice, even today. Maybe you can share with us what's probably the best advice you've received from him so far? So I think recently one that I can think of is in the work that I do, I had a change of roles and I had spent some time with my dad to talk to him about the change at the workplace and how that had um, affected me a little bit and how that had uh, caused me to uh, reconsider my priorities. He, at, at that moment, I think he helped me to, to very quickly remember that priorities in life is not specific to just work alone, but there's also the need to consider uh, family, 
especially now when I have two young boys. And that was a reminder for me just recently. You know, he said, hey, take this time to really uh, spend time with your sons. And I thought that was really helpful because at the point of time, my mind space was not about the family needs. I was thinking more about work transitions or work issues. But just bringing a work-related problem uh, to him or issue to him uh, was met with, I think, a, a very important reminder. Yeah, I think it's very helpful that we have someone we have a sounding board with, uh, someone we can seek advice or even have that community to be able to share our emotions, our frame of mind. Mm. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your support network that you have being a father? Do you have a, a group of friends, people that you can turn to when you hit maybe some bumps in your journey? Mm, yes, I do have a group of trusted and reliable guy friends or brothers who are fathers themselves. Uh, but I think immediately at the home front, I would say I'm very thankful for my wife, Jasmine, who even though she doesn't say very much uh, at times, I know she listens attentively and uh, she shares my desire for us to be intentional about our parenting. That's something that I don't take for granted. But out of the home, I have this group of really reliable guy friends. All of them are at different stages of their journeys. Uh, some of their journeys are closer to mine. Uh, but I've benefited greatly from having dads who are ahead of me in this journey, uh, simply because I often find that those who have gone ahead uh, do have a pool of wisdom that I can tap on for my own journey. Even as you share about your community and your wife and your engagement that you have with them, perhaps, you know, just projecting about 10 years' time, your sons are now teenagers. What are your hopes for yourself being a dad to them? I'll be a father uh, that will not be one who is distant from them. I would like to be a father whom they can relate to, uh, whom they know um, cares deeply for them and uh, their development, their growth. I'm, I'm not sure whether I'll ever be viewed as a friend to them, uh, but I'd like to be viewed as someone who is trusted by them. They will know that for as long as I'm around, the home is a place where uh, you would have dad and you have mom who will always be ready to receive you home. Uh, go through with you through different moments of your life, whether they're ups or whether they're downs. So I, I hope to be that kind of dad uh, to my children, where they look at me as, as that reference point and uh, want to come and talk to me. Because uh, I know that will change also with time and through different stages that they go through. Ian, thank you so much for sharing with us your precious insights in your fatherhood journey so far. Before we let you go, can you share with our listeners how you think families can better support fathers as they figure out this brave new world of fatherhood? Like, you know, what, what can the community do for dads? Sure, you know, Aaron, you mentioned earlier at the start of the podcast that uh, dads in recent years have started to become more active in their roles as fathers. I, I wholeheartedly agree with, uh, with that observation. And I think there's a need to recognize that shift, even within the family unit. You know, so sometimes you may have a father who is trying his utmost best to be intentional, active and present in a child's life, but that may be met with a lack of appreciation or understanding from others, even family members. Think of a time where I have a friend whom uh, I know of, and he gave up his career advancement so that he could spend time with his two children. At the time when he made that decision, it was also because his wife was earmarked for greater responsibilities and career prospects. Some years later, he pinged me and said, hey, can we meet up? So I met up with him and I, he wanted to share with me about some of the stresses he was feeling at the home front. And I met with him thinking that he would be telling me about how terrible parenting is, his children are turning to monsters. Uh, but you know, it was really sad when I met with him. He was sharing with me that his struggle was not really with parenting or his children because they were really close, but it was really with his wife. His wife by then was really a very successful lady in her career. Uh, and she started to lament over 
um, how he wasn't able to bring in more money for the family. And trust me when I say this, this family is not in any way struggling financially. By Singaporean standards, uh, they are way above the median level of uh, income, of family income. So when I heard this friend share his struggle with me, I, I was very burdened. Uh. I, I went away from that conversation thinking about a few things. One is, how, how do we exactly define the role of a father or a dad in society? And do we really mean it when we say we value that fathers spend time with their children? Uh, I think families and communities play a great part in helping fathers, both new and experienced ones, to find fulfillment and meaning in their roles. And oftentimes, a little encouragement would go a long way in helping them press on in this journey of fatherhood. Thank you, Ian, for joining us today. Most welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, to Ian and the dads listening in, a happy Father's Day from all of us at Focus on the Family Singapore. For everyone tuning in, we hope you have benefited much from this podcast, as we all need reminders that we are in this parenting journey together. Do share this podcast with a dad friend to encourage them on their fatherhood journey. And if you'd like to check out more parenting resources, do visit our website at family.org.sg. We hope that you keep tuning in to the Parenthood Podcast to learn and to grow in your parenting journey. Until next time, have a great week with your family. Mm -hmm.